0: Boo.
1: And if you didn't hear it the first time, boo. Morning, everybody. Welcome to the Joe and Joe Weather Show on this Sunday morning, Halloween. The Joe and Joe Weather Show brought to you by Omni True Value Hardware at 1226 North Wellwood Avenue in West Babylon, New York. They are well supplied with a lot of salt, uh, and there is a, a general shortage. Prices are high, and Omni has the lowest prices anywhere in the tri state area on. Any snow melt products, including including Peledo and Mag Ice pellets and flakes, and anything else you need uh, to uh, get you through this upcoming winter. They're at 1226 North Wellwood Avenue in West Babylon, New York. 6317561125. 6 the website OmniTrueValue.com. Wholesale holiday lighting by Gianini because, as you know, the uh, Sprint is going to accelerate now from uh, once we get to, I always say once we get to Halloween, it's uh, just one long day from November 1st to December 25th. Uh, they're your complete holiday lighting specialist meeting all your decorating needs to make your house. Whoops. That wasn't supposed to happen to make your house. That wasn't supposed to happen. All right, hold on a second. I got to do this. Quickly. Uh, up, put up, put up. But up there he is—the snowman and the penguin and the uh, countdown clock, Santa Claus, the uh, three, the snowmen standing on their shoulders. Or as we always say, no house could should be without a uh, elf on a shelf. And they're at uh, 162 Ocean Avenue in Lindenhurst, New York, 6319575106, and the website is liholidaylighting.com yes groucho good morning the sprint began well, hi how have all of you this morning
2: on this halloween Look, you're not the grouch who are you supposed to be oh uh, if you I wanted mean, to be groucho marx not- i can Welcome, welcome to You Bet Your Life, You'll Never Get the Squirrel right. of Jeopardy question. Right. Say the secret word, and you win
1: $1,000 and a bonus spin. <laughs> and
2: a, oh, it's good. a common word, something you do almost any day. Yes, exactly.
1: Mark, well, this uh, is the best I was able to do for Halloween. Oh, good. Well, that's more than me. After the show, I'm going to disappear. <laughs> I'm going to disappear in the after, for the afternoon. I'm I'm a big Grinch when it comes to Halloween. Michael McGuire is not being a Grinch this morning. Uh, he hit Super Chat. Thank you, Michael. Uh, first, he says, enjoyed the crisp low 40s this morning, already warming rapidly up to near 60. First freeze might be, well, late this week. Yeah, uh, uh, at least for inland spots, uh, Joe, it does look like, you know, everything seems to be playing according to plan. Uh, we're going to, I, you know, for, for, the way it looks to me, it's it's a stair-step decline, temperature-wise, as we go through the first four days of this week. And uh, Thursday morning, we could be waking up to temperatures uh, below freezing in, uh, in inland spots.
2: Well, it's about time. I mean, it, we're, we're going to transition to November tomorrow, and uh, so far, it has been balmy, to say the least. And uh, I didn't check at the uh, temperature this morning locally, but... Certainly, it's uh, it's not it's none too too cold out there when I stepped out to get the newspaper. So, and and I understand, Joe, that we have we made it all the way down to the end of the uh, tropical storm hurricane list. We've got a new storm out there, although it's only of subtropical category. But
1: Wanda, Wanda is uh, is out there now. You wonder why it happened, but it did. Yes. Uh, I got the uh, satellite loop of tropical subtropical storm Wanda. It's uh, a million miles away in the middle of nowhere, but you can certainly see this actually just kind of separated from the old the old nor'easter, apparently. Uh, And uh, it's completely devoid of fronts. And it's actually got a not a half bad looking uh, satellite presentation there uh, as it uh, Swirls away. This is a floater loop, so it looks like it's going to the west, but it's actually not. It's moving east southeast. The floater loops, being that when you watch them, the storm stays near the center of the picture, and the uh, and the geography actually those latitude and longitude lines actually move. It's at for those of you who plot every storm that occurs. It's at 36.5 and 43.9 west. Top winds are about 50 miles an hour. It's moving east-southeast at about 16 miles an hour. And you see it's going to start to turn uh, more northeast and then north and then take its uh, start to maybe accelerate a little bit uh, later on this week and gradually just get absorbed by or become just a post-tropical system as it heads on out to the northeast. So, yeah, it just checks off another name out of the way. But uh, no hurricanes in the month of October. And apparently, you know, I didn't really check the Pacific to see what was going on. But I assume that there are no um, major hurricanes out uh, in the Western Pacific, which, uh, you know, talked about last week that since the end of September, there hasn't been a major hurricane anywhere, anywhere in the northern hemisphere. And and that's since 1950. That's only happened uh, twice in 1977 and in 1978. So if you want to make the connection between those two those two years and the winters that follow, it's a it's a it's a data set of all of two, okay, all of two in that data set. but that's what you have and that's what you work with.
2: Yeah, and uh, it is kind of small. Uh, I wouldn't uh, put too much emphasis on that, but as we mentioned last week, uh, the winter of 77, 76 77 was a cold winter and uh, we did have a couple of that that was the winter joe of the of the groundhog day storm of february 2nd 1976 one of the most dramatic uh, and most potent storms well, i can well, remember i have to stop
1: i have to stop you because uh, it was july of 77 so you really have to look at the winter of 77 78 And then July of 70 – I'm I'm sorry, it was the hurricane season of 77, so it's the subsequent winter, 77, 78, and then 78, 79. You were right about the cold winter because 77, 78 was a cold winter, and it broke the uh, eight-year drought of no one-foot-plus snowstorms in New York City.
2: Well, we had two in uh, in 78. We had uh, the one that was, surprise, on uh, January 20th. That was supposed to be mostly rain, right. and um, it just kept snowing and snowing and snowing until we got like 15 or 20 inches. And then 17 days later, we had the infamous blizzard of of 78, which dumped, uh, you know, they, officially in New York City, we had, what, 15, 16 inches? Come on now. I mean, we had, we had at least uh, 20 or 25 inches out of that. That's because uh, the guys over at the weather service were only – measuring off the tops of cars I think back then
1: <laughs> on 50 um, on 51st Street <laughs> yeah yeah with with a 40 I mean, with, a, with a 40-story building on one side and a 30-story building on the other <laughs> and I had I had 20 22 point1 inches with that storm and
2: that was the one that dumped like 50 inches in parts of Rhode Island yes so that was a that was a monster uh, in terms of snow accumulations Boston got shut down for many, many days, and the following winter, 78, 79, we had the, uh, the President's Day storm on uh, February 17th and 18th, and that dumped a quickie foot, foot and a half on parts of the tri-state area. So, indeed, two very active and very snowy winters, but, again, Joe, we're looking at a, a set of only two uh, in this, if you're using... Uh, hurricane uh, activity right uh, in October as as the uh, as the
1: as the trend center. correct my buddy Phil Bizanka is on this morning on the chat board because he just he spent the day um, he spent the day in the evening degenerate gambling over at Milhegan Sun and uh, going to a concert so I'm sure he and mrs. B are probably a little tired this morning I'm, I'm, I'm betting on that. So have a safe trip back, Phil. I'll talk to you later. And in the meantime, uh, as usual, by the way, uh, as we look at the satellite loop and this latest storm system, which wound up, uh, you know, with the upper trough not getting shoved out underneath us and the block bra- breaking down, uh, it's uh, lifting up uh, to the, to our north, uh, up into northern New England, where was, there's still some rain going on, some scattered showers locally on the radar. Uh, but... Uh, it was just kind of funny, Joe. The I saw an article yesterday uh, talking about the nor'easter that just occurred and how uh, it was similar to the uh, the, uh, the the quote-unquote perfect storm from back in 1991. And I just shook my head as I'm reading it because it's just sort of along the lines of, well, you know what? All nor'easters are similar to the one back. I mean, structurally, they were they they <laughs> they were all similar, uh, but to kind of make a you know the only thing that was missing was the hurricane <laughs> that was in the uh, <clears throat> in the uh, in the perfect storm as opposed to this one you know it, it's like it, it 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 it's trying to to make news where it isn't there.
2: Well, you know, you, you this is this is one of the problems with I think social media and the internet. Um, oh, thank you, dear. My wife my wife changed the battery in my wristwatch. Oh, good and, for you. Uh, so, you know, I mean anyone who could fix, you know, lawnmowers and snowblowers or whatever, certainly this was a very
1: small job. And she didn't, so, need, and she, didn't need, she didn't use a chainsaw to do it either. That was even Exactly. You know. We exactly. Didn't, we didn't hear it revving up in the background. All However
2: right. I am I am a little I am a little disappointed. I am a little disappointed. It is not lighting up. This this is one of those watches where when you push down on the stem, the whole watch face lights up. Right, and it's not doing that. Oh, so I don't know why it's not doing that. Um, technology, oh well. Joe. Technology. 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 So what was I? What was I saying? We were talking uh, about uh, we,
1: we were talking about the cesspool of social media when it comes to weather articles, among other things. Right. I mean, you got
2: people on on social media who proclaim that they know about certain things and. You know, there was one time when I remember a few years ago, there was this one guy who was forecasting long range forecasts and putting out, uh, you know, outlooks for uh, major storms that are coming. Oh, we're going to have a big storm next week or whatever. And then we found out well, not you and I, but it was found out that the uh, expert was only like 14 years
1: old. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, not everything is a major storm, you know. There right. are there are minor right. events that, that do happen every so often. Uh, no, but they, exactly, it's just it's ridiculous, and and of course uh, over the last couple of days, if you've been following the models, there've been you know various runs of various models bringing you know the, all the white stuff uh, up into the north into uh, parts of the interior northeast, and we mentioned that that was you know late last week that um, that that wasn't impossible. But of course, everybody's, the, you know, the uh, uh, the uh, the map post, the snow map postings have begun and, and 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 the claims of this is not a forecast have also begun. So, yes. Yeah. You know what? It is what it is. We can just do what we do and do it the way we do it. And, you know, I, I really don't. I, I really pay as little attention as I possibly can to what's go you know, what other people are doing. I used to yeah, I used to I used to go into weather groups and so on uh, and so on on Facebook. I don't even bother anymore. It I have it for a, for quite a while. It's just I you know, I'm not I I don't want to be part of that. So, anyway. Well, the only time the only time I ever the only
2: time I was ever, you know, engaged in looking at uh a few of these weather group files on social media was when there was going to be a potential uh big nor'easter coming with a lot of uh, snow and a lot of wind and you know it was going to be one that was going to drop uh but may make the winter weather lovers lovers happy and just as as out of a whim i decided i'd check on one of these weather groups to see what the chatter was in advance of the storm and somebody posted on one of these one of these sites he said well this is probably going to do it this is we are probably going to get a big storm and the reason i say that is that joe rayo even Joe Rayo is saying that we're going to get clobbered by this. <laughs> ah. And of course... Well, there's,
1: a back, I, I, there's a nice back-of-the-hand back compliment.
2: No, but but the thing is that I I have I saw that I, I gained a reputation over the years of being a very conservative type forecaster. In other words, I whenever there was a potential big storm, I'd say, well, let's take a look at this, and let's take a look at that, because this could cause a changeover, or this might miss us, or whatever like that. So this tells me that if somebody says, "Hey, even Rayo is going for it," it's going to happen. It that, must happen. Ha- yeah, it,
1: it must happen. It must it, happen. It, it cannot not happen. <laughs> yeah, I, yes. I, I used I used to go mainly uh, I used to go mainly to be able to see uh, see maps that I couldn't see. As people, you know, would post post stuff uh, in in groups that you're not you couldn't post publicly. And, uh, you know, this is this is before the European became where you could put it up anywhere. Uh, but, uh, you know, th- until then, you had to you had to go into one of those groups to actually see those maps because they would post it. Um, but no matter. Everybody does what they want to do. That's that's the way the world is. I'm not I'm going to I'm not going to cast dispersements or ju- make judgments. If you want to go, you go. If you don't want to go, you don't go. That's that's all up to you. So anyhow, let's go back to the, uh, let's go back to the satellite. Now, a funny thing yesterday was the fact that this dry slot worked up its way up the coast. And, uh, it actually, for a lot of areas, got a fair amount of sunshine during the day on Saturday while they poured rain, uh, over central and Eastern Long Island and into New England again. And that, uh, kind of made for a sort of messy forecast on my part. Uh, I, I, I. I drew the line right along coastal New Jersey to about New York City, and I was a few miles off. Uh, today, Joe, I'm looking at the loop, uh, kind of what I would describe as changeable skies. You, know, you look at you look at the loop in southern New England and, and down along the New Jersey coast, and uh, there's a lot of breaks in the cloud cover. But then you go to the west in in uh, Pennsylvania and in upstate New York, and particularly up in northern New England, they're getting the last of the rain. By the way, if you look down in the southeast in northern Georgia. Um, I haven't. It's been so gloomy here the last couple of days, and the uh, from Friday, uh, Saturday, uh, maybe even started on Thursday. I don't remember, but um, yeah, it did start on Thursday. So Thursday, Friday, yesterday, and this time of year with that ridiculously low sun angle getting lower and lower, when it's cloudy during the day here, it, it's you know it's dark. I mean, it's just. I mean, it's not dark, nighttime dark, but you know what I mean. It's it it's it's darker than it is when you get a day like this in say you know June or June or if if it does happen in the rare instances it happens is in the summertime.
2: Could I ask a question? I've been watching the World Series, which the last couple of nights have been yes. in Atlanta, and I've been seeing a lot of people in the stands watching the game bundled up even in the dugout some of the ball players were oh bundled it's up. Cold. It, it,
1: It's uh, it's been cold <laughs> I mean, it's been raw yeah. I mean really raw and cold it's uh I think when I checked my thermometer last it was 44 uh it was um uh yesterday it was mostly upper 40s to around or just over 50 which if if you're outside there was no wind I mean so if you're outside your house or, or going about your business, it, it's not bad. But when you're sitting in a stadium for for three, you know, three and a half or four hours in a wide open stadium, even the slightest breeze right. makes you makes you feel, you know, really cold. You should remember that northeast wind going into Shea Stadium, which was brutal. Yeah. Just yeah. brutal. Yes. Yes. You know when when the ball
2: went through oh. Bill Buckner's legs. In 1986, which by the way, I happened to be there with, with Renato, we were at that game, we stayed till what we thought was going to be the bitter end, but we actually did see that event happen. When that happened at 1230 a.m on the morning of 20, uh, october 26, 1986, the temperature at Shea Stadium was forty degrees yeah Ouch. that's
1: that, <laughs> was that, more that. like more like a football game than a baseball game that is um, that, that, thats yeah, I'm not doing that. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'm not doing that. Uh, just to show everybody how quiet it is around the U.S., around the watches and on the watches and warnings map, with the exception of uh, the light blue that you see in southeastern Wyoming and into western Nebraska, which are winter weather advisories for a week system that's going through there. Uh, And uh, a couple of bunch of counties up in northeastern Illinois, where we have, I believe, those are freeze warnings that are up for those areas. And you've got a little light green in uh, coastal Maine and New Hampshire, which are flood advisories. Uh, It is absolutely quiet. Uh, In Alaska today, Joe, we've got winter storm warnings up in some places and winter weather advisories in others. And high wind warnings also in some places. Now, Alaska is a huge state. You could spend the whole day just covering the weather over there. But just as a, uh, you know, just as making the point that the weather across the uh, continental U.S. or the conti- the contiguous 48 states. Contiguous. Contiguous. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, it, it's uh, <laughs> It's quiet. Uh, On the radar this morning, let me give this a quick refresh. Uh, There was a batch of showers in uh, central PA that have now moved into southeast PA and southern New Jersey, northern Maryland. Those are now on the light side. There were actually a couple of heavier showers there uh, several hours ago, but that area is weakening. Northeastern New York, northern Vermont, northern New Hampshire, Mm -hmm. uh, seeing some rain and in a few places some moderate to heavy rain. Also in uh, eastern Maine. Uh, seeing the last of some rain there, moving into uh, the land of Tim in New Brunswick, Uh, a couple of showers up in the uh, upper peninsula of Michigan. And then uh, for you snow lovers, there are some streaks of snow there in southern South Dakota, southeastern Wyoming and western Nebraska, and some scattered precip uh, out in uh, parts of Idaho and Utah and a little bit down in southern Oregon. Otherwise, uh, an absolute absence of any kind of major activity or even minor act, I mean even moderate activity um, across the u s. on the radar. Yeah, it looks like it's
2: going to be another quiet week out there. But as we alluded to at the beginning of our show, there are some signs that we're going to be trending toward a colder weather regime in this part of the country in the uh, days to come.
1: Yeah. I, I, the 18 scene run of the GFS yesterday really sort of blew me away at how cold it was all the way through the two-week period. But, you know, as usual with those long-range model runs, you get, uh, you get it to go back and forth uh, with um, – you know how it handles the upper air the upper air scenario going forward over the next 2 weeks but we'll take a look at that uh, SPC uh absolutely bone qui- uh, uh absolutely quiet no severe weather forecast the next 3 days no areas indicated in the next 8 days uh even the fire risk uh is uh, uh no critical fire risk <laughs> Now you know you're really reaching because yeah. we don't really talk about fire risk around here too often. Uh, WPC's rainfall forecast map. Now be, I'm I'm curious as what they are thinking with regards to this. the European and the GFS have been diverging for the end of this coming week, where uh, the uh, European the, the upper airs are relatively similar in a broad sense, but. The European is much more vigorous with a system coming down, uh, swinging around the lakes and trying to cut off, where the GFS just keeps it weak and carries it eastward. And we'll talk about that more in a bit. But uh, on the WPC rainfall forecast map, uh, they actually have uh, half an inch of liquid touching uh, the south shore of Long Island through central New Jersey and southeastern, uh, you know, out at the Cape, uh, at Cape Cod, and then going back into Virginia. With heavier amounts around the Delmarva Peninsula in eastern Virginia. So, my guess is that they're probably leaning more toward the European and compromising with the flatter GFS. Also, showing uh, precip amounts of a quarter to a half an inch across the deep south. Uh, it picks up more as you get back into Texas, where a couple little patch there, about an inch and a quarter, inch and a half. And busy along the coast of the Pacific Northwest as weather systems try to come in. Uh, so, right along the immediate coast. Uh, we're looking at uh, some areas getting several inches, lesser amounts um, inland. Um, I don't see any big snowstorms happening this week well, uh, across the U.S., so from that standpoint, things are quiet. And uh, looking at the teleconnections, kind of interesting with the teleconnections, uh, They uh, the NAO uh, remains negative, uh, which it has been. Uh, since the last week of September. Now it's due to pop into the positive uh, into a positive uh, mode soon. Now six weeks is a long time for the NAO to stay negative. And I don't necessarily think that's a that's a, that's a bad thing for you for winter weather lovers. Uh, if the NAO were to make for a, a, a little bit more of a progressive pattern and get weather systems to start moving again on a regular basis from west to east, uh, but it does trend up toward the neutral line, and then you got some of the some of the members go slightly positive, some of the members stay negative. But you know it's kind of in a general uptrend, but still in a, a relatively negative mode for the next two weeks. The PNA has been positive since uh, just about October 18th or 19th, uh, after being negative going into that. Uh, it's uh, Positive but trending downward toward the neutral line. you got a couple of members that go negative, a bunch of members that stay positive, but they all straddle close to the neutral line. So, uh, you know, there's no I don't see any real signal here, you know, one way or the other as to how the overall pattern is going to go uh, based on uh, based on the teleconnections.
2: Well, uh, the folks over at uh, CPC, the Climate Prediction Center, uh, along with putting out their six to ten and. Eight to fourteen day forecasts, and also uh, occasionally they put out their uh, their uh, uh, long range for three to four weeks. They also put out experimental uh, forecasts for uh, temperature, uh, hazardous temperature conditions, hazardous precipitation. And I thought I'd bring up if you want to give me they, you have it, Sharing Go. capability. It is it is right. uh, it
1: is yours to to do.
2: All right. So I'm going to show you this map. Again, from the Climate Prediction Center. And this is for uh, the risk of hazardous temperatures, in this case, below normal temperatures, which is valid from the 6th of November. Now to can the 12th I just, of can I just now. interrupt
1: you for a second? Why call that hazardous? Sure. It's November. Why are they calling it, quote, hazardous? Below average? Yeah, okay. Call it below average, but why call it hazardous? Don't you think that's a little bit strong? Well, it's not January they, we're not talking about below zero.
2: Well, maybe they're implying that the temperatures will be a certain amount of degrees below normal, like maybe you know ten degrees or fifteen degrees below normal with this map. Okay. anyway, they're showing an area. they're showing an area of moderate uh, uh, probability, which extends almost up to the New York City metropolitan area. It encompasses Philadelphia and Washington, D.C., and much of the Ohio, Tennessee, and portions of the um, northern Mississippi Valley. It also includes your area, I think, Joe. Yes, it does. And, then there's that, that, and that slight probability of hazardous temperature, which encompasses an even greater area around here from the 6th to the 8th of uh, November, which means that right about this time next week, we should be in the throes of some unusually cold weather, this, according to the uh, to the Climate Prediction Center uh, people. Okay. One thing I can tell you. One thing I can definitely tell you with absolute certainty, with absolute sure- surety, is that by this time next week, we're back on standard time. Thank God for that. Thank glory, hallelujah. Uh, is that the only map? Yes, that's oh. that's the only that's the only map that, uh, that really shows anything. They had wind, which encompasses the Pacific
1: Northwest, but. I didn't include that here. So okay, there you go. Switch it off so we can get your audio back to normal. Um, okay, uh, so let's roll to the uh, let's let's roll to the European. I decided to start with that this morning, uh, and uh, we'll take a look. And this is going back a couple of days to, to the to Friday to Thursday night. Uh, before we do that, thank you, Chuck Cardillo, for hitting super chat. Uh, yes, uh, Joe. Uh, we ho- He hopes that you and I have a day filled with lots of treats. I'm going to go wash my truck after after this is done, assuming that the sun comes out, which it's supposed to. Uh, and thank you for the kind words, Chuck. Most appreciated. Uh, all right. So here's the Euro- European. And of course, you could see from the end of this week, uh, the uh, blocky scenario that uh, we've been dealing with produced the Nor'easter and would have produced a second Nor'easter were uh, it not for the fact that the uh, block... Uh, it would, is uh, breaking down, and that was supposed to be a circle, but let's see if the uh, pen works a bit better now on my finger. That's a little bit on the slowish side. But that uh, upper high, you know, this is the system that is now moving, you know, moved out of uh, the Gulf states and uh, headed up uh, into uh, Canada. Well, that is uh, uh, because the block broke down, which uh, it did as advertised, allowed the system to lift to the north, and now we have an important development uh, in, uh, in in central south-central Canada there. You see there's an upper low that is sitting north of Lake Superior. This is by this evening. And a closed upper high building in the western part of Canada. And this is your negative EPO, your East Pacific Oscillation going negative, uh, is uh, when cold air begins to spread out across the United States and North America. And it, couple that with the fact that we've got this... Really nice, deep-looking trough. And this is where the GFS, late this week, I don't know how you feel about this. I haven't really quite gotten a handle on it, personally, as to which way this is going to go. The European pulls the upper low into eastern Canada, and then a short wave dives southward. You have a very strong ridge. The flow is split in the west. Uh, When I say the flow is split, you'll see that there's a jet here that comes into the western part of the United States, uh, from uh, Oregon and California and point south. And then you've got this northern stream here that's bringing the cold air uh, into the uh, Great Lakes and into the northeast and mid-Atlantic states. This is for Tuesday night. Uh, we're going to have a little weather front go here on Tuesday that's going to bring down the colder air. But this is a very – this is a cold upper air setup. This is what you, you – this is one of many combinations that you could see Uh, as far as bringing cold air into the U.S. And this particular one, and where the European and the GFS differ, is that this next shortwave that's east of Lake Winnipeg on Wednesday dives southward and carves out a cutoff low in Kentucky and Tennessee and then lifts that cutoff up into Pennsylvania and eventually into upstate New York. And then it also leaves energy behind in the southeast uh, early early next week. Uh, the week of um, uh, starting Monday, November eighth, uh, with the, and then that starts to uh, lift on up. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure if that's, you know, if if that's. I, I mean, I see how it can happen. Uh, then you look at the GFS, which has a the similar idea, uh, but what it does is essentially keeps everything flat, and it just overwhelms. Uh, it, it just overwhelms with cold air. Uh, that spreads out and uh, that flattens the whole flow. And instead of getting a cutoff, you really just wind up with a short wave and another cold front that comes through uh, going into this weekend. And you can see uh, at the end of the week, instead of having a big cutoff wrapped down in Kentucky and Tennessee, you just got uh, this this uh, trough that runs down from an upper low in Labrador. I, I guess one of the keys here, Joe, is what's going on in the Pacific. The, both models handle the Pacific a bit differently. Uh, The Pacific crashes the ridge a bit in the western part of the United States, whereas uh, the GFS crashes it. I'm I'm sorry, the GFS crashes the ridge in the western part of the United States, and the European does not. Uh, So I think that's one of the big differences in how the models are handling this is what happens up in the northeast Pacific. You know, Joe,
2: as you were talking, and I'm looking at the chat board here, a very interesting question on the chat board from uh, William Huber. He's asking us. Hudson Bay, do they get – and he has Hans Snow on southeast side of the bay when it's not frozen. I'm not sure what he means by Hans Snow. I think, he, I think he's making a, a, a uh, correlation to lake effect snow. Um, and I, it, it's an interesting uh, point. If they get at this time of the year a stiff westerly wind over, let's say, James Bay, that's the protrusion south and eastward from Hudson Bay, if they get a, a, a westerly wind, do the folks on the lee side—if there are any folks who live on the lee side of uh, or eastern side of uh, of uh, James Bay—do they get like lake effect or enhanced snowfall? That that would be an interesting point to 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 inquire about. But I would suspect it's the same thing—the same thing as a lake lake effect for the folks who live along the uh, uh, areas of Lake Erie and Lake Ontario, getting enhanced snowfall. And uh, I'm not sure when. James Bay or Hudson Bay starts to freeze over, but I would suppose if it were to happen it it happens now.
1: Yeah, I don't believe it's anywhere close to freezing over uh, at the moment. going longer range, uh, at least on the uh, GFS anyway, I'm just kind of looking starting to crash you know some short waves into the Pacific Northwest. we sort of lose that north you know uh, we start we lose that connection to Canada for a few days. But then toward the end of the forecast period, it comes back, with, actually with a vengeance here, uh, with a, a colder look, going into the week of Monday, November 15th. And this is the, the, the differences between the two models, Joe, is important, because if the European is correct, it, it, this kind of harks back to the GFS uh, run from yesterday afternoon, which kept it mostly cold for the next two weeks. If the Pacific is if the Pacific uh, uh, doesn't start to spread a trough into the western part of the United States and flatten that ridge, it will mean for a colder a general colder scheme, lasting well into mid month, as opposed to getting a a breakdown for a, a few days and then maybe coming back toward the end of the forecast period. So, uh, by the way, if you look at the GFS two on this run on the overnight, you get a nice block that the, the nice blocking high starts to develop there. Uh, between Iceland and Greenland uh, there's a, a very very strong ridge that pops up uh going up from the Atlantic and it's really the the uh, the strongest part of that ridge is in uh, eastern green eastern and southern greenland out to iceland so that's 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 a that's a cold flow there's some you know there's a there's a there's a good connection there coming from the um, Arctic region and from Western Canada down into the southeastern part of the United States. So it'll be interesting to see as we get into mid-month. You know, I've been kind of leaning on the idea that this might be a bit of a front-end loaded winter. So if that's going to be the case, you're going to want to see the the, uh, the pattern start to evolve now uh, as far as uh, getting a colder look overall. And And the models seem to be showing that at the moment.
2: Yeah, but uh, I think I'm not sure if it was you or maybe it was me mentioning last week that um, it it might be that we get a surge of, you know, cold weather for, for a short while. But then um, I think we were looking at or I was looking at the the 10 millibar map centered on the uh, on the pole. Right. That uh, it kind of shears off and things start to warm up again by after the middle part of the month. Yeah,
1: and, and I did notice the other thing I noticed also yesterday looking at it, and it was kind of a little, you know, just just put a slight bit of concern in my in my mind about how that was going to all play out, was that I noticed that the the vortex on on one run, it was just on one run, started to get strong and and and, and tight, and what you want you don't want to see if you're a winter weather lover, what you don't want to see is the polar vortex getting wrapped up like a tight little ball, because if that's the case, you're going to wind up keeping all the cold air up in Canada. Now, the subsequent runs after that have sort of backed away on it. We, and, and we talked about this last week, about how the vortex is rotating away from uh, Siberia and moving southward, and it's doing that all of next week, and, this coming week. And then it just kind of, it's sitting there right on the northernmost part of Greenland, uh, right over the North Pole, and then it starts to, the, the, the center actually reforms a little bit further to the north, but it's it's not a strong polar vortex. It's it's stretched out north-south, and there's a trough there uh, that you can pick out where, it, you know, you get that sort of V-shape right in here, so the polar vortex is, you know, trying to sort of elongate. I, I think there's, I, I think, it remains to be seen how this is all, that that part of the that part of the equation plays out, and this is for the long, long term because what happens up there takes a few weeks to play out down here. Assuming it couples, um, I'll, I'll, we'll wait and see because a lot of times it just jumps around a little bit toward the end of the forecast period. It's pretty good about being consistent out to about 10 or 11 days, and then it starts to vary a little bit after that. So I don't know whether it's really going to migrate. The the center is going to migrate back up more towards Siberia. But you got that trough down into Canada, which at least feeds down cold air into into Canada. And you would think that some of that cold air would eventually bleed southward. But, you know, again, that's one of the variables in the longer range that we're looking at here. Well, we'll
2: uh, we'll see how things uh, pan out. You're right. You're right, though, toward the toward the uh, the the um, end of that run as we get you know after we get past let's say 240 hours you know things start to jump around a bit and you know where one thing lands let's say at 300 or 330 hours is not necessarily where it's going to be when it's actually here so right. you got to be very careful uh with these when you when you look at these long way of course we're not speaking for the uh for the tv stations that offer to you a 15 day extended forecast no. they they offer it to you and they never, and they never, Joe, after two weeks, they never make reference to, oh, you know, this is what we were saying two weeks ago, and, and it rarely ever lines up to be that way.
1: Uh, you're exactly correct. Timothy Veltman just sent me something. Let me see what that is. Hang on. I'm going to – he said, uh, this uh, is, weather, is is this enough snow for snow lovers, question mark? And it's something from weather.gov. So let's take a look. Thank you, Timothy. Uh, let's see if this will work. I hope it does. Because I had to switch monitors. Oh, Eureka Skelton Airport. Uh, P-A-Z-K is the symbol there, Joe. Light fall, uh, Light, snow, and mist. Uh this is at sixty-one point nine three north, one hundred and forty-seven point one seven west, elevation three thousand two hundred eighty-seven feet. And uh, you're, here's the forecast. Are you ready? <laughs> I've never seen this. Where'd you find this? I gotta I, I gotta bookmark this because this will be fun to read. So here's the forecast. Heavy, no, heavy snow, heavy still. No, no, heavy no, no, still, no, 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 no. No, no. First of all. There are no advisories posted, okay? Uh snow. Yeah. The snow could be heavy at times, high near 3. Southeast wind 50 to 55 miles an hour, decreasing to 45 to 50 miles an hour in the afternoon. Chance of precipitation 100%. Total daytime snowfall accumulation of 94 to 100 inches. <laughs> <laughs> Then then here's the forecast for tonight. Snow. The snow could be heavy at times. Low near around zero. Southeast wind, 45 to 50, decreasing to 35 to 40 after midnight. Chance of precipitation, 90 percent. New Newark snow accumulation, 47 to 53. <laughs> and then Monday snow. Uh, snow could be heavy at times. High near five. Southeast wind, 15 to 20, with gusts as high as 30 miles per hour. Or maybe they'll put in a wind advisory then. Uh, new snow accumulation, 17 to 23. So 94 plus the baseline. So let's do the top line because it's easier for me to add. 153, 107, up to 176 inches of snow are forecast to fall between now and Monday. And they have snow every day in the forecast for the entire week. Incredible! Uh, you know what? You know what? You know what? If
2: they ever, if they ever reduce, and they've done it over and over again, but if they ever do Superman, the movie again, and they're looking for a site for the Fortress of Solitude. That may very well be the best place to put it, put it right uh, I, there. Don't you think?
1: <laughs> you, you think? Uh, thank and you. Skelton,
2: and Skelton, Air, Skelton Airport, that's a very unusual last name. It hasn't anything to do with the comedian. Maybe they, they they named it after Red Skelton. I don't know. It's you know what?
1: When, 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 uh, when I saw the name of the station and I saw Eureka uh, Skelton, that's the first thing that came to my mind um with regards to uh um to it, it possibly being you know a, a connection to red skeleton well, it'll be interesting to to see if that's the if that that is uh that that is the case uh oh, trips back to the past okay back to the g f s and the good news is a week from today we will over we will have had uh, uh uh he said, Oh, by the way, Timothy Feltman says it's the Mount Marcus Baker ski area up there. Okay. I don't think I I, I don't ski because I don't pay money to fa- uh good money to fall down. Uh but somebody must be must go up skiing up there. 97 up to a hundred inches. And and they don't even have a winter weather advisory. <laughs> Too funny. <laughs> oh good lord. Oh, yeah. All right. So here we go. Our system in the east pulls up. We'll finally get some genuine improvement for sure as we go into tonight and Monday. And you start to see those those blue lines, uh, those thickness lines, uh, the uh, colder air uh, coming down from Canada. There's a nice high there into the Dakotas spreads into the eastern part of the United States. So we do have a cold front on Tuesday uh, that works through. And that basically brings in it's going to turn cooler tomorrow, but it will turn colder. Uh, later Tuesday, and then into Wednesday and Thursday. So it's a nice nice little early season push of colder air that comes down. Now, uh, along the southeast coast, the front stalls, and this is where, again, the two models differ with the European bringing out a more vigorous low that actually moves up the east side of the Appalachians uh, and has a a cold rain here uh, for late week and into the weekend, whereas the GFS keeps it so darn flat. Uh, that uh, it just stays dry all week and cold going into Saturday. Uh, Then you have uh, into next week, as the the ridge in the west kind of flattens a bit, Uh, so we see temperatures moderating some, and there's some kind of wave that comes out of the Gulf states that sort of meanders up the Carolina coast uh, and offshore. And then here comes another cold front late in the forecast period where the GFS has it turning colder, and that block developing again up in Greenland. And this has a more significant cold front around the middle of the month. And actually, Joe, 516 thicknesses dropping into uh, the um uh Great Lakes and western part of the Ohio Valley. 522 thickness to me, if that's cor- if this is if that's correct. That's pretty low for this time of the year. Yeah. 522? 522. 522. then 516. I mean, look. We obviously this is going to change on the next run. So we just like to have fun with the, these things when we see them on this far far out. Uh, 516 thickness, western North Carolina, western Virginia, southwestern PA, West Virginia, all 516 or less. 522 from just west of Portland, west of Boston, cutting across Long Island to uh, western North Carol- uh I'm sorry, to eastern North Carolina, and then I'm still at a 522 thickness. So this would be. Uh, right around the middle part of November.
2: Well, what I can tell you is is that uh, CPC, Climate Prediction Center, has below normal on both their 6 to 10 and their 8 to 14-day outlook for our area. And in fact, for much of the eastern United States, and as far as precipitation is concerned, um, a a little swath of above normal for 6 to 10 days and 8 to 14-day back to near normal or maybe uh, trending toward (laughs) Below normal. Um, Dare dare I ask? Dare I ask you say a cold rain by the end of the week? What happens to places that are, you know, elevated, you know, above a few thousand feet?
1: The European didn't really show very much from from that standpoint. I mean, you had to, you know, really. Let me let me give it another look. It gave a little bit of snow to the Carolina mountains and then up, you know, into western PA, West, you know, eastern West Virginia, western PA up the mountains there. But it, it, it didn't really show, you know, any blue, you know, really didn't show any darker blue. It actually shows more sleet than anything else. And it's way out, you know, way on the western side because it takes the surface low on the map. Hang on. Let me just bring it forward again. Uh, the surface low comes out of Alabama and North Georgia. You know, moves across North Georgia. It actually has some sleet uh, down in parts of western and central Tennessee, but it takes the low up uh, through east. It's in eastern Virginia. You've got the height of the north and an east wind, and it's rain all the way back into western New York. I mean, even in New England, it's all rain. Uh, and the low winds up going from eastern Virginia to central PA and then just kind of, you know, hangs around and leaves it there. So it's a, it's a little bit of a strange mm-hmm. run. Uh, but, uh, you know, maybe the GFS is too flat and the and the European is too developed. So uh, perhaps it compromises in order. By the way, Leon Probitsky hitting super chat uh, tonight, uh, today. Thank you, Leon. Most appreciated. And David Schwartz also uh, hitting super chat. And he says... The Skelton Airport in Alaska has been closed since 2003, and it's for sale. <laughs> Are you interested, Joe? You want, you're want? you going to retire soon. No. I, you know, that
2: goes along the same lines as the Willis Avenue Bridge when they <laughs> took the old bridge down and then put the new bridge up. They offered – the New York City actually offered the Willis Avenue Bridge – for one dollar to anyone who was interested in it of course if you bought it it was up to you to take the take the bridge and get it out of there so the skeleton airport all i could say is well i'm not interested right now but may god bless good night
1: <laughs> yes
2: yes <laughs> the, exactly the red skeleton the red skeleton now by the way since it's Halloween if you want to sh- i want to share the uh, screen one more time i have a halloween themed cartoon to share with you and everybody and i know one person who would be really happy to see this would be your dear friend mrs bundy oh
1: okay uh, <laughs> that is hilarious <laughs> okay lady about the food in the basket we could do this the easy way or the hitchcock way <laughs> That is funny. Uh, that that's almost is that a far
2: side? No, it's not a far side. It looks more like something out of out of New that you'd see. Maybe in, well, actually no, because the print you wouldn't see that kind of a print in New Yorker magazine. But it's something my sister sent me this morning, and I got a big kick out of it. So I said, well, I've got to share this. So I'm sharing it with all of you on this Halloween. I wish I had the uh, the 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 sounds that the birds make in in the movie The Birds because. <laughs> that would go, that be very appropriate
1: uh,
2: with this. Well, anyway, you know what?
1: Hold on. You, sh- you know, she's always lurking. I got to see where I put her. Uh, is that, is that, is that her? Hang on. Oh, come on, Joe. Every time I have a couple of days. Nope, that's not it. She's here somewhere. Where is she? Oh, every time well, I get I take, every time I take a couple of days off from doing the show, there she is. There's Mrs. Bundy <laughs> 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 with that fabulous. Somebody should go with, 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 with that fabulous hat, by the way. Somebody, <laughs> I
2: I I don't want to say because then I get into pol- pol- politicizing or making it political, but. uh
1: no, don't make it political. Whatever you do, don't make it political. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, yeah. well, where where is Mrs. Rayo? So we have uh, we have where we have a Briller Jeopardy cooking theme with Mrs. Rayo and it's Halloween centered.
2: Calling Mrs. Rayo. Calling right. Mrs. Rayo. In, By the way, the Rayo. reference,
1: the John Charles, the reference is not to to Married with Children with Mrs. Bundy. The reference is to the to Hitchcock's The Birds. Okay, so just to, just to make You're that right. clear, because he's asking for he's asking for the Married with Children car- category uh, uh, characters. And um, no, 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 no. We're no. we're different no. different genre, different generation, different movie, different so. media. <laughs>
2: You know, I may have to. I may have to uh, use the intercom to. Oh, 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 she's Athel, here. Ethel to Tilly. Ethel to Tilly. Ethel has arrived, so I'm going to uh, pass the earpieces over. To her.
1: Oh, we haven't seen you in a, hi, we haven't seen you in ages. How are you?
0: Ages and ages. Oh, I've been well. I'm always lurking. (laughs) Oh,
1: very good. Well, I must tell you, I
0: I put on on some, a little bit of Halloween garb.
1: (laughs) Ah, very good. Uh, Three weeks ago, actually it might even be longer, about a month ago, I I made, I made a chicken soup and I've been basically, Uh I've been basically feeding that chicken soup every day uh, by refreshing the vegetables and putting new, new, you know, new carrots, (laughs) new celery, new onion, um, additional. And and instead of chicken, I was using uh, for a while, I was using uh, turkey, uh, turkey thighs. uh, And uh, I have to tell you, it is really evolved. It is so, so delicious. And I, I added some more ch- uh, chicken and, and the carrots yesterday to it. So, on this miserably cold start to my day here, um, I've got a nice pot of chicken soup on the stove uh, ready for lunch. Oh, very good. Yes. Excellent. Indeed. Excellent. Indeed.
0: And uh, there's, there's nothing better than uh, a chicken soup to uh, keep away those
1: nasty germs. Yes, and some orzo also. Uh, oh, yeah. A, yeah, all right. So, here we go. It's Halloween, so it's a Halloween themed uh, uh okay. Briller Jeopardy, and uh, we are going to want to go find out the top 10 selling candies during this Halloween season. Uh, the if, if you can guess number five, uh, which is probably the most difficult to guess out of this. Uh, you will get three additional bonus points and six are required to pass. <laughs> okay.
0: Oh, okay. <sighs> so, all right, so let us begin.
1: Uh, I have my score. Let us begin. I have my scorecard here. Okay, so we're all, all right.
0: set. Um, I'm going to say, first off, um, everyone's favorite um, seems to be Snickers.
1: Number eight is Snickers.
0: Number eight. Okay. All right. All right. So, um, um, I'm going to pick. Uh, By the, the way, the obvious. Just,
1: just so you know, oh. there, some most of these are brands. Some of them, uh, the, a couple of them, are not brands. Okay? okay. So, just so you know.
0: Oh, okay. I'm I'm going to go with, the, as I said, the most obvious uh, candy corn
1: candy corn is number 10
0: Number 10 okay and
1: as far as being and probably the least nutritional uh, thing uh, in the world in the world it's it's number <laughs> one
0: um, How about uh, peanut butter cups?
1: Number one is Reese's peanut butter cups yes
0: okay there you go And um, I'm gonna say um, chocolate bars.
1: Um, you know,
0: like regular plain type of chocolate bars?
1: Okay, I'm going to have to submit this to the judges. Judges, what do you say about that? Nee! Nope, not the chocolate bars.
0: Oh, Okay. I was trying to stay away from the brand name, like, you okay. know, a Hershey's chocolate well, bar not... or something like that.
1: Well, the candy corn is not really a brand name, so that's what I was referring to. Okay. All right.
0: Okay, anyway, um, okay, uh, so um, Kit Kat's. Has to be there
1: no kit kats are not there no 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 no
0: holy moly all right um uh so uh all right um almond joy
1: no no almond joy
0: no almond joy either uh twix i have twix upstairs no no twix no twix holy mackerel
1: M&M's M&M's yeah I was waiting for you to go to the route of M&M's okay so m ms is number okay. three uh I'll give you a hint that number two looks like they look like M&M's I think number I think... two
0: looks like M&M's well, Skittles. Skittles. or Skittles I was gonna get to Skittles yeah Right. And again that that to me is like um right next to candy corn I don't I don't go there at all
1: <laughs> yes
0: <laughs> Okay. Um. All right. So, wow. I haven't picked very many, have I? You've gotten five Um, out of ten. Five
1: out of ten so far.
0: Oh, I've gotten five out of ten. Okay. So, um, yeah, what's left? Um, Yeah, I was going to say Milky Way. Nope. Nope, not there either. And um, how about Butterfinger?
1: I I love Butterfingers, but the answer is no.
0: There is no. It's not in the top ten. Holy moly, um, uh, geez. Well, my favorite is Mounds, but that can't be there. No, because
1: that's shall, dark shall, shall I help you?
0: Oh, uh, so we're gonna go. No, I'm gonna say uh, something like a Tootsie Roll, or no, no. Uh, what's the little square ones that that the kids really like? Starburst.
1: Starburst is number four
0: starburst is number four um so i have to think about what a five-year-old would like
1: <laughs> well not necessarily i mean i don't know i i don't know the the criteria here on how they uh, uh, unless it's based on sales but
0: let's so, um um so um well tootsie rolls are tootsie rolls okay there? That's, well that's good old-fashioned
1: one what what is what where else would you find a tootsie roll
0: oh yeah tootsie uh, t- the tootsie roll pop
1: the pop yes how many
0: licks are in a tootsie how roll how many pop?
1: licks does it take to get One, it the center two. Oh, three. three
0: yes
1: that's <laughs> that's number nine that's, so that would
0: be number nine there,
1: there are okay. there are three lefts
0: three left well just in generic like a lollipop
1: no shall no. i let me okay. give let me give you a hint because after I give you okay. the after I give you the hint, you're gonna say, "God, why didn't I say this? Are you can, can you see me? Can
0: I see you?
1: You can you yes, see? Yes, I see, can
0: see. Wait, you're breaking up.
1: Oh, am I? I <laughs> didn't know we were together. Because <laughs> I'm <laughs> uh, I'm blowing I'm blowing.
0: Oh, a ball pop.
1: No, no. No,
0: kisses. Oh, kisses, Hershey's kisses. Hershey's
1: kisses. (laughs) Okay, so now you've got two left. The
0: delay also throws me.
1: No, I'm gonna tell you from the, these are number, Uh, the the two left, number five and number six, okay? Uh,
0: Number five and six are left. I probably
1: would would never guess number five. Okay. Okay. Well, and, my
0: my daughter says my daughter says Jolly Ranchers.
1: Um. Okay. Well, they're kind of similar to Jolly kind of Ranchers. To
0: Jolly Ranchers.
1: I think. They're I similar think.
0: Similar to Jolly Ranchers.
1: No, Bill Rogers, uh, not a Heath bar. <laughs> the,
0: no, that's 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 more like an adult type thing. Yes. Yeah. Um.
1: Although uh, I like Heath bars. Um. Okay, this is kind of a uh, so. Okay. So how about like
0: did you generic like lifesaver kind of candy?
1: No, no. Let me see. I'm trying to see how I can give no. you a hint. A hint for this. Okay. Um. What, Maria? Okay. Oh, gummy
0: bears. No. No.
1: Um, no. no. I'll give you, I'll give you, uh, let me see if I can give you a clue, a clue. Let me see if I can work a clue out of this. Because it's hard to to make a clue out of this. Um, uh, Let's say, um, bitter band-aid children.
0: My hint is Maria's
1: bitter band-aid and children. Yeah. It's a three, I'm giving Maybe. each word uh, of, of, of what this is called. Bitter, Band-Aid, children. Bitter, band children. Think of other words for bitter, Band-Aid, and children.
0: Other words for bitter, Band-Aid, and children.
1: Sour, kids. Sour Patch Kids. Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's right. Now, the... Now the, the the remaining one I can give you a, oh, yeah. it the remaining one is two words I never yes. would have thought this would have been on the list but apparently it is um and maybe it's a regional thing I don't know so I'll do it the same way although maybe the second part of this is a bit of a stretch so I'll just say that the second part of it sort of sounds like this all right you ready so,
0: yeah.
1: um, and the first word is, is, it'll be easy. The first word of this, think of the opposite. Okay. Cold tomatoes. Cold, uh, cold tomatoes.
0: My, yeah. That's my hint. Cold tomatoes?
1: Hot, hot something. Hot, hot something.
0: What is it? Hot like cinnamon? Your daughter, might— no hot I, hot reds?
1: Well, hot reds? Hot hot tamales? Hot tamales? I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, to- I don't. I listen. <laughs> I I ask the same question, Maria. I don't know why it's there, but it is.
0: She doesn't
1: know why it's
0: there, but it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's. Uh, it, at the bottom ten. She says. Yes,
1: I, I don't disagree. Unless it's some new candy, I uh, uh, mean, unless it's some new candy brand that is called Hot Tamales. I I always heard of it. I want to
0: know who they asked for this survey.
1: <laughs> I don't. I I don't. I don't know. If it, maybe it's based on sales. I I have no idea. Um, yeah, I, it could be. Uh, unless it's a Southern brand, perhaps. I'm gonna just do a quick. Oh, yeah. Let me do. I a, don't know.
0: I don't know. And. Uh, um, Uh, you know, like uh, maybe Ruth wasn't in there, and Milky Way wasn't in there, and regular chocolate bars wasn't in there. Hot tamales, you
1: know, what what? hot hot tamales actually is a candy, it's a brand. (laughs) Excuse me. Uh, the original hot tamales, it's an intense, chewy cinnamon flavored candy offering flavor charge, mouth refreshing taste, and blah blah blah. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's not like hot tamales, which is a you know, a Mexican or Louisiana, oh, oh, Mississippi type tamales. Yeah, yeah. But apparently. I, I believe
0: uh, they sell them in the dollar boxes too.
1: Yeah. So apparently it is a candy brand of some kind.
0: Yeah. Well, oh, you know, which other one is a good one. And you didn't, uh we didn't uh mention it is um peppermint patties.
1: See, I never liked peppermint patties and I don't like, uh yeah, I'm not, that wasn't my thing. I never liked that. Yeah. Um, Nestle bars weren't aren't in there. Hundred thousand dollar bars aren't in there. Uh, Nestle's Crunch uh, wasn't in there. Yeah, I, I, not I, in there. I, I like. I, I want to know who like, made up this list. <laughs> I like I like Crackle, the Hershey's Crackle. Uh huh.
0: Yeah. I like that's that good, too. Right. Yes. Exactly. Yeah.
1: All right, Renata. It was good to see you. All
0: right. Nice so, to see you too.
1: And uh, good for
0: a few laughs on this Halloween.
1: Yes, and uh, bring back uh, Mr. Rayo so we could say goodbye.
0: All right, Mr. Rayo, are you there? Come on back. He can't listen because um, I didn't. I should have brought down my uh, either my laptop or or iPad so he could have listened, but he couldn't.
1: Bill Rogers. Bill Rogers, you got to you got to get some time outs is, outdoors up in in, in southern what Vermont. Is <laughs> what is it? It's a it's a it's a Hershey's version of a Nestle's Crunch Bar.
0: Oh, here's one of Joe's favorite. This is a chocolate tootsie pop. One of his.
1: Favorites. Oh, that is I love those. I love those.
2: <laughs> okay. You're one of my
0: favorites.
1: Oh uh, uh, Take
2: care,
1: everybody. Take care. All right. All right. So just hey, it sounded like you. Yes, we had fun. Uh, we had fun. All right. So so just All to right. let every, just to let everybody know, uh, there will be uh, there will be a show tomorrow night. There will be a show tomorrow night at seven at uh, seven thirty Eastern time, but there will be no Joe and Joe show this week on Tuesday and on Wednesday. Okay. So please don't send me messages on Tuesday asking me why there, there's what time is the show. There is no show Tuesday or Wednesday no. No. of this week, okay? I have a I don't I know
2: no, no, if I can live, Joe. No show on Tuesday or Wednesday. No, I
1: know. I have some family issues I have to take care of that require a uh, re- require traveling and time, and uh, <laughs> that is why there is no show Tuesday and Wednesday. And then when we come back on Thursday. We will be back at 8:30 Thursday evening because Joe's got a um, library talk, and hopefully they should. We assume we do have. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So everybody, thank you so much for being here on this Halloween Sunday. Uh, Thank you for all the uh, super chat hits today, David Schwartz, Leon Prabitsky uh, Mike McGuire. And I know I'm missing somebody. Um, oh, and, and, uh, uh, and, uh, oh, there was one more. Was it Chuck? I think it was Chuck Cardillo. Chuck, did you give, did you hit super chat today? I can't see. It's too deep into the chat and I can't pull it back up. So, uh, if, if I think I liked, I thought I thanked everybody that hit the super chat board did tonight. You mentioned- did you mention David Schwartz? Yes, I did say David Schwartz, but okay. I can't, I can't see. I don't know. If, can you see? Cause I can't Leon Probitsky right. and Mike, as far as I can go, Michael McGuire was, was another hit. And I think Chuck might've been Chuck. Um, I think I'm pretty sure. It, in fact, it was Chuck. Cause he's got, he's got some me- uh, medical procedures. Got to take care of. So uh, we wish you well, hope the, hope the plumbing comes out clean and, uh, and uh we'll we'll go and we'll just leave it at that. All right, see you guys uh tomorrow and uh have a great Sunday. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Happy Halloween. Oh